listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in creation, and we have Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold, Missouri. Hi, Pastor Worth. Hi, Gary. So today you want to talk about Sir Woolley's flood. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) Well, neither did I until I ran across an article today at creation.com, and it says... uh, archaeologist Sir Woolley's flood, and I read the article, we'll talk about that here today, but I also checked out about Sir Woolley at uh, Wikipedia. So uh, uh, Sir Charles Leonard Woolley was born in 1880, died in 1960. He was a British archaeologist, best known for his excavations at Ur in Mesopotamia. He's recognized as one of the first modern archaeologists who excavated in a methodical way, keeping careful records and using them to reconstruct ancient life and history. He was knighted in 1935 for his contributions to the discipline of archaeology. So that's who Leonard Woolley is, Sir Charles Leonard Woolley. And what about his flood? Well, one of the things that he's noted for, uh, back in 1929, when he was doing excavations in Mesopotamia, is that he supposedly found evidence confirming Noah's flood. He was excavating at Ur, and uh, between the Tigris and Euphrates rivers, he dug down to a depth of about 12 meters, about 40 feet, and he found a 3-meter, 10-foot layer of silt and sand that did not contain any human artifacts. And so, since there were artifacts below that layer and above that layer, he speculated that that was the flood of Noah's day. But when you learn more about what he was saying there, actually, he was talking about an area that was about 400 miles by 100 miles, uh, and that was the area that was flooded. And so his speculation was that the flood was not actually a global flood, but was simply a regional flood. And as he said, it was the entire world that the people at that time knew. And so uh, it didn't agree with what the Bible says, but he was claiming that was the flood that was described in Genesis. And, of course, people who were, on the one hand, eager to find proof for what the Bible said were excited at first when what he said was that he found proof of the flood of Noah's day. But then it became something that actually would corrupt the teaching of the Bible and undermine people's understanding of what the Bible really teaches by saying that, well, the flood wasn't really as described in the Bible. Instead, the writers of the Bible account were influenced by the Gilgamesh epic, the Babylonian story of a flood, And so really it was not a worldwide flood, it was a local flood, and while it does the Gilgamesh epic as well as many other flood stories in the world include a man, a boat, and animals, it's not the same as the biblical account at all. And so uh, what do we learn from all of this? I guess what we would say is, as Christians, we need to be careful when we receive reports from the media, from scientists and so forth, whether they claim to support what the Bible says or disagree with what the Bible says, because very often what you have is the evidence that people trot out in front of us does not add up with what the Bible actually says. And so what we want to say as Bible-believing Christians is you have to take the Bible's account first, you take the Bible's account seriously, and all of the details matter. 
so in the story that God gives us of what he did in the flood of Noah's day, read it for yourself in Genesis chapter 6, 7, 8, and 9, and you'll realize that it was a global flood. Uh, the Bible says that all of the mountains under heaven were covered, and so it wasn't just a local regional flood that just buried a couple of towns and a couple of fields or something. It was actually catastrophic and worldwide in nature. And it was miraculous. Clearly, both the flood itself as a judgment against man's wickedness, and also God preserving Noah and his family and the animals on the ark so that the world could be repopulated, all that as a measure of God's grace, even in an act of judgment against the wickedness of the world. That's the real, true account of what happened. And all the other accounts of floods that we find around the world in various cultures are clearly a corruption uh, from the true story, which, which we have in the book of Genesis. And I think that a lesson for us regarding all Bible stories, because sometimes you'll read, even in uh, Bibles that are study Bibles, the footnotes may claim some miracles of the Bible didn't really happen or weren't exactly as the Bible describes. So did Moses really turn the Nile into blood or was it just red algae? You know, was it really a miracle where they crossed the Red Sea on dry ground or was it, you know, a, a tsunami or something where water washed across, receded, washed across again? You know, there the Bible describes a wall of water on each side and the children of Israel crossing over on dry ground as God miraculously saved them from their enemies and then destroyed their enemies who tried to pursue them. And this even carries over to the gospel, too. People will try to claim that the stories uh, contained in the gospels about Jesus were also borrowed from pagan cultures. So whether you're talking about the virgin birth or a God who dies and rises, uh, people try to say that was all made up. It was stolen from other cultures, and it never really happened. But we know that what the Bible tells us is the truth, both the Old Testament accounts, uh, creation, the flood of Noah's day, and an account of Jonah and the great fish, and certainly the story of our Lord Jesus Christ, the accounts truly given to us in the Holy Gospels and the New Testament, which tell us about the virgin birth, the perfect life, the innocent suffering and death, and the glorious resurrection of our Savior Jesus Christ. These were not made up. They were not stolen from other countries or other cultures. That is the truth of God's Word that you can depend on as God uses His Word to lead us to repent of our sins and to believe in Jesus as our Savior so that we can be saved as God saved Noah and his family, as God has saved His people throughout time, uh, through history, again and again, when people trusted in His Word. And the Word always centers on Jesus, who is the Word made flesh, who is the Son of God, who came to live, suffer, die, and rise again so we could have the free gift of eternal life. So, bottom line, the lesson here is we need uh, not to be misled, even by smart people who uh, claim to believe the Bible, but if they depart from what the Bible actually says, beware. Right. we got to be careful. And Sir Woolley's flood was not the great flood that is talked about in Genesis. That's our conclusion. Absolutely. There was a flood there, so that would be uh, true science. His, his archaeology did find evidence of a flood, but it mm -hmm. was a local flood. It was not the flood of Noah's day, and people should not be misled. Right. Would you like to lead us in prayer as we wrap up our segment? I would be happy to do so. Let us pray. Lord God, Heavenly Father, your word is true from the very beginning. And you tell us not only about how you created us, but how the world was judged by you because of its wickedness. And yet, in your grace, you saved Noah and his family on the ark. Help us, O oh Lord, to learn from what you tell us in your word 
especially what you tell us about your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who died and rose again, that we may have the gift of everlasting life uh, through faith in Him. Work in our hearts through your Word, that we repent of our sin, that we trust in Jesus as our Savior, and help us to read your Word, believing what you tell us there, being instructed thereby for this life and for the life to come. We pray this in the name of Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being on the program today, Pastor Worth. It is my pleasure. We are listener-supported KFUO. I want to remind you that as we get towards the end of the year here, please consider making a year-end tax-deductible gift to our ministry here at KFUO Radio.